Hey, what's up, everybody? You know, another week of uh, Soothing Tide with your host, Josh DeWay. Yeah, trust me, it feels weird having to say my own name every time, but, you know, I always try to keep in mind, like, this might be somebody's, like, first time listening, you know, catching uh, their first episode of Soothing Tide, and they probably like, well, let me know who who's going to be talking to me first, you know? So here it is. Um, so another week of Soothing Tide, and this week's episode's coming from my rooftop, you know, uh, right here in the beautiful city of Lancaster, you know, so just out here chilling. Damn, you know, I, I spent, I was really conscious about that. Like, all right, man, I ain't going to put this out here, let people know what, I, well, I didn't say what state, but you guys will probably figure it out by the time. <laughs> you know, if you go back or if you have been keeping up, it's just been waiting to get the precise location to come get me, you know. Now you kind of got it, but, yeah, so I'm here in, you know, the rooftop and where I live in the city, so just give you guys this disclaimer that you might hear a lot of shit. I don't know anything, man. It could be anything from fucking cars, you know, hear a lot of birds, clearly, you know. So, who knows? Maybe we might get lucky and Tom may stand still as we deliver this episode. I know last episode I told you guys that I was going to Arlington. So I guess it's best, you know, just to kind of talk about something to ease us into before we get into whatever rabbit hole I got for you guys today. But, you know, Arlington was dope. Every time I go down there, I always love it. You know, got a chance to work with my guy John again. And I know you guys probably heard me talk about, like, you know, John Yeager a few times. But for real, yo. None but love for that guy. I mean, some of your favorite comics in the business have worked with John, and John has, you know, been more than hospitable to all of us, letting us, you know, stay at his property, you know, fucking just <laughs> interact, eat all his food, whatever it be, you know. So shout out to John for being a dope dude. And another thing, another person who I really enjoy is my homie Adrian, Adrian Russell, you know, show him some love. Um, every time I go down there, Adrian always do the damn thing to make sure the show's running tight, you know, and make sure, like, he's setting us all up. And so we got really lucky. Um, we did the first show kind of together, but not together, you know, because it was like I, I could fucking take a few minutes to explain the platform of the show, but just know, like, they had to host two different halves, and, you know, I went out and do my set. So it's not like we kind of had the chance to, you know, fuck with each other, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, because as comics, you know, when you're doing the show together, sometimes, like, y'all y'all are really kumbaya, and y'all, like, really close. You could do things, like, end on a joke that was inside joke for y'all, and now they got to, like, do something, or you could fuck with them the way you bring them up. It's just a whole bunch of fun shit that come with this. Also, you know, you know what your, each other's style is like, so you're stuck with this one audience, and you're like, all right, I want to see how this is going to go, because you know somebody may have a very political uh, humor, and you're in front of, you know, uh, opposite <laughs> of your whatever your views are type of crowd, you know? So it's cool shit like that. You know, me, for the most part, I'm not bragging or anything, but I am think I'm safe with most crowds because um, I just talk about the dumbest shit. Nah, I, I try to 
I just try to be human out there, you know what I'm saying? So, but I'll be good because I got a good amount of dick jokes and everybody like dick jokes. So I just <laughs> tell those if it gets a little bit too crazy. But we had a chance. Uh, so we did a show in Arlington together. And then the second show, which was, I was thinking was going to be in D.C., um, we did another show at this winery in like uh, Pennsylvania um, in Stewartstown. Um I fucking, I really wish I had the name of it because they have delicious wine. Um, at the end of the show, we was able to get some bottles, so shout out to them. Um, I'll probably put their name in, like, you know, the the bio or whatever. Just, hey, if anybody gets some love off any of your shit, I'll do it. <laughs> I know now this, pod ha- uh, this podcast has turned into, like, fucking just me giving shout outs to everyone I come in contact with, it feels like. But, no, nah, it was dope at that winery and uh it was it was cool like i said because we got a chance all all of us me uh john yeager adrian russell and huntley you know we all got a chance to perform you know and just just kind of fuck with each other so adrian go up it clearly let me tell you if you don't know about uh Stuart sound pa just know that shit is white <laughs> That shit is fucking, you don't even pronounce the W. That shit's white. Like, uh, so Adrian is uh, black, and we, he's kicking it off, and he's the host. So we, we about to figure out if we is this a sundown town or is this a funky town, you know what I'm saying? So we uh, go out there, and, but Adrian do his thing, and these people was really receptive, and they loved him, you know? And he, because Adrian, let me tell you about this. He, you couldn't find a more look-alike Morris Chestnut than Morris Chestnut himself. And this isn't me fucking putting in my bed for Adrian or whatever, but look, the dude stays in shape. Every girl fantasy that they want on some TV series, this is what the guy do, you know? Paul, you know, muscular man <laughs> who works for our government, you know, like Secret Service shit. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's... That's what they want, so, and that's him. So he did well. Now, Anna, on the other hand, you know, also did well, but she had a little bit of adversity, and I was not expecting this because, you know, Anna is just such a nice, likable white woman, but she decided to go up there and do some political stuff, you know, and I'm all for it because as a comic, you feel this thing where it's like, all right, I don't know what it is. You, you like to go against whatever the the main power is right now you know what i'm saying so in this room all the camel hats let us know this is straight conservative town and if you had any type of guess or you was all the fits you figure that shit out because uh and it was doing some political stuff and one of the people yelled <laughs> from the crowd and i think it was about biden or whatever she was like Mm-mm, not here <laughs> i mean it wasn't i think it was like about trump there it is it's about trump she's like Mm-mm, not here this is york county and it was like all right well thanks for letting us know um trust me my uh my my black radar was definitely up and i, I knew where i was at so <laughs> and i i made a joke with the fucking um, the lady who who helps run the whole winery, well, who owns it, you know, but she also helps run it. I want to give Sue her credit, but um, she was like, when we first pulled up there, I was like, oh, man, y'all guys got any bathrooms? And she's like, they're full right now, but if you want, you could just pee outside. And I was like, miss, I, 
If I go pee in these trees, you might, this town, you might fuck around and see me hanging from one. Like, I did not trust it. That was the type of environment, you know? So, Adria hosted, and, you know, she did some political stuff. And she, um, she, she did well. She really killed it. But it was just nice to see, like, her take that on, you know? Just like, okay, we doing this. We had our hunches again. Like, those, that shit, like, Duck Dynasty family reunion. In there. She, she went for it, you know? So, shout out to her. And then I was up next, you know, cause I was featuring John's headlining. So, you know, I'm up there and, I, I did I did pretty well. Um not no not no like sucking my own dick, but it was just like a fun time. Like I said, when I go into these things I just I'm not going there with a message in the sense of like, yo, I gotta prove this and make you think this way, contrary to what a lot of comics <laughs> or someone else may think. But no, I like I just like to speak from the heart and just tell how shit was going and at one point, you know, so I cause uh, I I know Pennsylvania, so kind of talked about the Amish, you know, a little bit, and that went really well with them. Then, of course, I pulled out the dick jokes, and it's a crowd full of married men, and so we started talking about the porn because I know they watching it, <laughs> you know, and that went well. And it got to a point where you kind of meet this uh, synergy with the crowd, you know, and clearly here I am is a young black man trying to deliver these jokes to them, and this is a crowd who don't know much about probably my story or a lot of people that share my story but they they're giving me this opportunity all at this winery and where you you just feel it and sometimes there's a line from a set that'll really like sum up exactly exactly what that that moment meant and uh that line for me was after about 15 you know whatever minutes of telling all these dick jokes I go I say hey you know to the grandmoms and audience, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, hey, we go to church tomorrow, <laughs> whatever. But now I'm trying to get these jokes, and I'm sorry that y'all think it's so dirty. But hey, this is what we could relate on because I'm pretty sure y'all don't listen to a lot of rap music and don't get pulled over by the cops as much as I do. And they start cracking up, and I was like cracking up on stage. And it's like just one of those moments of like, yeah, clearly, like, <laughs> clearly, let me just address the elephant in the room and all that stuff. But um you know in this town just to bring that up and make them like i feel like when a person laughs it's kind of like their soul agreeing with you you know so when they did that it was that moment of just like yeah you know <laughs> we here and i even further on told them about like what i told sue about me if i wanted to go pee out in those trees i'll probably end up hanging from that shit i don't trust this town but the people in here was cool <laughs> and it was like uh it was like, yo, they was on board, and it was like they got in talking to them afterwards. I think that's where the power happens, you know, because now they they go home, and they kind of know a little bit more about my worldview, but they could also be like, yo, man, like, we gave them a chance, and we survived. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, you know, and I feel like I do this multiple times, you know, like sometimes four times a night. I'm at four times a week, not four times a night. I, come on, man, I got to. I get in the house and catch some of these Monday night football games, right? Uh, but, yeah, man, this happened to me while I was in Texas. Uh, I was performing. I don't know if I told you guys this story, but just the briefest moment, I, I was performing in front of an all, like, Mexican crowd. They just got off work. The mic wasn't working. I had to talk with my fucking hands, go acapella. And, you know, 
I'm I'm like fuck like we're we're doing this and I, I'm talking some shit a little bit but then I got to a point where I was like yo what do you guys want to know and he was like tell us some political stuff tell us about Biden they wanted to hear about this and I start just speaking from the heart and they like start cracking up and they start dying and we was able to share and that moment is just I f- I feel like energy transferring like is real you know people could sense the realness in you people could sense like you know what your intentions are and i feel like as a you know jester (laughs) or whatever man like you know my talent is just communicating what i see and what it is fortunately is the funny sometimes the funny is delightful sometimes the funny is uncomfortable at the end of the day is it's happening to all of us even if you think it's happening to one person may not affect you it's happening to all of us so to get back, you know, and give John his props, you know, because John will hear this. I'm like, damn it, man. Like, I'm not saying you had to shout me out, but it would have been nice too. <laughs> no, but John went up there, and he did really well. And what I like about John's comedy, a lot of people, you know, will love John because he's, like, fucking wacky and crazy with these misdirects, you know. And he went up there and kind of talked a little dirty and... <laughs> He, he he did his thing, you know, and it was just nice to see him. It, he he plays, like, off of so many different elements within his own life. The fact that his, he's Jewish, but his dad is, like, German, <laughs> you know. Like, it's, you already get the complex there, and he, he does it. So shout out to all three of them. And, you know, I just like it when you could work a show where everybody get along. Because believe it or not, in this business... You spend more time, you know, beefing than I think you actually do making each other laugh. Which will make sense. It's it's a very ego driven thing and is if people feel like there's only so much spots or so much attention that an individual could give, you know, but is it's not that. It's it's all like just ego centric problems like this is all created on us you know you kind of see it with the Tim Dillon and Michael Che beef I think this is very 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 interesting Tim Dillon is just from a, a comedic standpoint right just offering some some was it critiques you know what I'm saying and it's not I don't even think it was in a disrespectful manner you know, but it was something where I was watching the video, I immediately felt this way. Now, the video I'm referring to is Joe Rogan being portrayed by Pete Davidson in an SNL sketch where he was explaining, I think, how he beat COVID to Big Bird. And, you know, they kept using a horse deworm or whatever. And, like, based on my first episode, you can already tell, like, I'm not the person that's running to Rogan's defense, you know? But I'm also, I'm just a, a, I try to be fair. You get what I'm saying? Clearly the dude even had Sanjay Gupta on this podcast showed that this isn't necessarily horse deworm or that it won a Nobel Peace Prize, you know, or not a Nobel Peace Prize, please do not quote me on that, a Nobel Prize. <laughs> oh my God. Only I would be out here trying to give information and fuck it up. But no, like he showed that it won a Nobel Prize. And, yes, it is used for, like, you know, horse dewormers and all that shit, but it's also used for other medicine. And plus, the dude has the top-of-the-line doctors. You think his doctors are, like, out here just saying, yo, Joe, take this, you know? So 
Tim uh, Dylan Bay critique was it's unfair for SNL to pretty much make these jokes off these virtual these virtual signaling type of things, you know, that have clearly been disproven or whatever. Completely fair. And I think that was a uh, it wasn't just like it sucked. You get what I'm saying? It was some context given to the advice and the information he was given, you know. On the flip side, how Michael Che responded was basically not calling Tim Dillon a fake comic, you know, and he not a, he's not a real comic and part of the mainstream media that he criticized, right, um, because he's a big podcaster. I think that was a pretty low blow and unfair argument rather than, like, sometimes if someone say some real shit, you just got to admit, like, you know what, I got to get better. And that might have been one of those moments where Michael Che had to admit, like, yo, I got to get better. But instead, he decided to, I feel like, just unnecessarily just go low. Like, and it's not even low because, you know, I think Tim Dillon's response, again, was, like, even more crucial. Like, yo, I make $190,000 from my Patreon a month. Like, uh, trust me, I'm doing more than good. And I made it on my own. It kind of made him seem even more noble. So, you got you lost in that shit, you know. Right now, hey, Meek is one of my favorite rappers, but Michael Che, you Meek in this situation, and Tim is Drake, you know. Because, hey, Drake got him, bro. But Meek, I'm always going to stand with you, and for real, for real, if someone asks me, I'm always going to say you won because, yo, that's how I fuck with you. But if I'm being real right now, like how I got to be, hey, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's just, it's crazy. Ah, oh, I didn't even mention this. I, I don't know, I almost got to the end of the episode and didn't even mention it. It is so nice today. It is incredibly nice. Like, this, it's November, and it's 70 degrees. I got shorts on. <laughs> I got a short sleeve shirt Um, outside recording, and then, I think this is another moment where I could say, Jose, you were wrong. Um, if you don't know who Jose is by now, one of my closest friends, and he's from Colorado. And one of the, we used to always argue about Pennsylvania versus Colorado. And, you know, he would say, I'm sorry if I'm kind of getting out, I'm just looking, oh no, it says I got a low battery. But you know what the fuck? I started this shit, it had four bars, okay? I don't know if it's because the mic is connected to it or whatever, but look, let me hurry up, get to the end of this story. But we will argue, and he'll say, like, yo, man, Colorado's better than uh, PA because one thing we have is a variety of weather. It's so unpredictable, you never know what's going to hit. And I think right now, it being 70 degrees in November, it's showing, hey, global warming's on PA side. <laughs> so all that Colorado shit is going to be a reverse that we're kind of enjoying it like i get to see beautiful colors on the trees and be able to walk around in summertime weather you know it's like best of every world so um damn well it's also around like four o'clock in the afternoon as i'm recording this so all this shit that y'all hearing but you know it's crazy i do think it's a a piece that comes with you know, the city, like, yeah, it's cool to listen to raindrops and all this other stuff, but I think that the city could be peaceful too, you know?
Huh. I don't know what that is, but yeah, the city, uh, I don't know. I think you just take a second and just stop and hear the stillness within it. You can hear how it could be peaceful. Song of the Pod is Let Loose by Mount Joy. Because that's all I really want to do right now, man. I just want to let loose. We getting closer to some good holidays. You know, I'm I'm healthy. I'm alive. Yeah, I just wanted to say I apologize. The recorder ended up dying, and it's kind of hard to get back into the groove. But just to pick up where I left off, uh, you know, I just want to tell you guys, let loose, like the song, and let your hair down. And I, I do apologize. I hope, Trav, you're able to save this or work some type of magic to make this sound comprehensible. But if not, you know, audience, please take your frustrations out on him. <laughs> and I don't know why these batteries lie to me, but oh, before I go, got a show this Sunday, November 21st in New York City. So you'll probably be able to hear this the day of, you know, but if not, then we'll reflect this. And I need to get better at marketing this shit, but don't worry, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> It's tough, but, you know, for real, thank you guys for always being a part of this, and I've been your host, Josh DeWay.